Hello and welcome to the Bears, Birds, and Brews podcast. This is a show about the Chicago Bears, the Atlanta Falcons, and craft beer. My name is Asif Wakani. My co-host is... Am I getting better at the crack opening? Oh, I'm going to build a Lonnie, but, you know, opening that <laughs> opening crack. Is that getting better? Uh, no, I don't know. For some reason, I didn't, I didn't hear it on yours, but I did just do mine. I assume you probably heard mine, which is why you asked. I did hear uh, yours. Yeah, so... It's all good. We got the beer. Well, we got one beer going. One beer going and flowing. Yep. That looks invisible. It's in the Bills. Not yep. naked eye right now. In the Bills Zoom eye. Uh, but we got a beer going. Look at it. I just poured the beer out of thin air, literally. Boom. And uh, anyway, so we're we're here. Bears, Birds, Brews, and Back. It's the return of Nab on Bears, Birds, and Brews because Nab is not drinking beer today since he had quite a weekend. Isn't that right, Nabil? Yeah, I, I don't remember much of it. <laughs> I remember the Bears game, but yeah, I don't remember much more of it. Uh, yeah, there was a weekend. I was in a different state. Um, where like were you at? Tell and people, yeah, tell the people where you I were was doing this weekend. Physically in uh, in uh, Chicago, the mentally, state of Illinois, state of Illinois, Chicago. Mentally, I was just inhibited. Uh, drink responsibly, um, but yeah. That that was um that was just a long time ago into more of uh where and what I was doing over there, but uh, let's just start off with what you're drinking. Excuse me. So, Nabil, this is this is one of our favorite beers or one of our favorite breweries in uh in the state right now. It's uh, Halfway Crooks, and this is the Hop Tech Hop Tectonics twenty three two five. So twenty three two five. Uh intercontinental lager so you know lager 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 this is a halfway crooks lager and uh um, the intercontinental champion that you know i'm working on that working on that actually mm. but um this beer gives you precise sensory analysis and all the information you need at your uh fingertips high fidelity and all that jazz uh it says there's a bunch of stuff on here i don't know halfway crooks they got an amazing, I mean, we just love everything about Halfway Crooks. And I got beer, I got beers coming. I got pictures of this one on at Bears, Birds, and Brews. But yeah, this is the Hot Tectonics Intercontinental Lager. And uh, let me go ahead and take a sip of this. Mm. Crisp, light, fresh. And uh, I mean, what more could you ask for in your beer, honestly, right? Especially a lager. Crisp, light, and fresh. And uh, man, this is good. The beer tasting beer. That's what Halfway Cooks is known for. That's why we love it. And it's another hit, man. I mean, I got a four-pack of these. I almost wish I would have got a second four-pack of these. It's that good. But uh, we'll be back there soon. Shout out to Halfway Cooks. We love them. And uh, I think they're starting to love us, too, because we've I've literally been there like two out of the last three weekends. <laughs> so <laughs> they, they, they got no reason to be hating. But, no, they're good people over there. And, um yeah, so I know that's what I'm drinking right now, but you made a stop at a brewery over the weekend, isn't that right? Yeah, I think it was more of a, it was just a pub. I think it was a Three Floyds pub. Um, I think it was called Lone Wolf. It was in uh, it was in Chicago. Um, not 100% sure if it was associated pub of Three Floyds, but they had Three Floyds, had some zombie dust, which was pretty good. Um, you know, just uh, hazy IPA, well, you know, hazy IPA all day. Just drinking that, had a couple of Pilsners, and just kind of roamed around the city, you know, checked out Oshaval and Small Cheval, you know, both mm-hmm. uh, uh, Oshaval is, you know, the burger place in Chicago, then they have a secondary location called Small Cheval, 
which is just like an, a quick in and out way to get their burger as well. So um, I've been there actually, I, assuming there's only one small Cheval and it's in Old Town, yes. is that right? So yeah. I have been there. It's off Old Town Road, shout out to Lil Nas X. But um, yeah, man, dude, that place is really good. I haven't been to the main one, uh, but the small Cheval, I had it and I was like, yo, this is a good burger. And then literally, like, the next day I woke up and honest to God, it was the first thing I thought of, like, damn, I want that burger again. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it is that they do with their burgers. But, yeah, if you're ever in Chicago, you definitely got to get one of those burgers if you can, um, mm -hmm. especially with the egg on it. Like, the bell, like, oh, yeah. there, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, also, you know, got, I got a hookup that, you know, was able to get into a place called Tao. So it was a fun oh. experience. Always, always recommend checking out Tao. Uh, shout out to Rizwan. You know, definitely. Oh, yeah um was able to check out Tao and just a, a bunch of other cool places a uh, radio room um really cool spot it was just you know chill music you know kind of like a club-ish environment I'm not even sure what it was exactly at that point I was already too far gone uh federales you know if you're going to go there you can take a shot out of a ice shot glass and throw it at a bell so that, that's always fun nice um um yeah Chicago's and uh yeah, a bar cargo. That's where that's another cool spot that we check. That's where I watched the Bears game. Uh, that's where I, I did most of my damage on Sunday because they had a bottomless beer special, which I did take full advantage of. Wow, um, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't wearing pants and drinking beer, you know, bottomless beer special. Oh, there so, you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I almost caught you off guard there, yeah. Yeah, well, I was about to say, I'm happy the Zoom recording that we're doing is like way up. You know, because I, I totally thought you were going to catch me off guard again. But uh, I'm happy that didn't happen. And uh, yeah, well, and for those of you who don't know, Nabil and I were born in Chicago. That's partially why this podcast exists. And he's obviously a Bears fan. Um, unfortunately, a Falcons fan. We'll get into that. But as far as being a Bears fan, it's a good weekend to be a Bears fan. Nabil, that wasn't your first weekend in Chicago for a Bears game, I'm pretty sure. No, no, I've been there multiple times, uh, but this was my first time at a Bears tailgate in Chicago, which is a really cool experience. Uh, we were able to hit up uh, Bears tailgate um, that my cousin was able to find for us, and um, it's a really cool tailgate. Uh, Charles Tillman was over there. I wasn't able to speak with him, uh, but I did see him walk by us, you know, said Hall of Fame, peanut punch. Yeah, Tillman was over there, which is kind of cool. Speaking, um, well, real fast, speaking of peanut, peanut Tillman, he did like our tweet on Twitter. Did you see that in the book? Yeah. 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 I thought that's where I thought that's where y'all met. Now that I thought I was like, oh, that must be where it happened. But I guess not. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh but yeah. Uh Pino was over there and you know that was another all you can drink event. So I did get some some drinking over there as well. Was able to enjoy some beverages. Um, and then made my way to Bar Cargo where I was able to watch the Bears game, uh, which was a you know an awesome game to watch. I mean, uh, just starting off, you know, the offense looked, I'm just going to dive right into the Bears game if you're out with that. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it was the um, Bears-Lions. You know, the Bears always love playing the Lions because it's a great way, it's a great get-right game, and that's what we got right. Um, we were able to see, the to start off with the running game. I mean, David Montgomery, two touchdowns, over 100 yards. It's unfortunate that he got hurt. Um, you know, if you have a, if you have Montgomery or if you need a running back, go pick up Damien Williams. Even if you can't get Damien Williams, go pick up Khalil Herbert, because I don't know if it's going to be a straight, you know, 
straight hundred percent Damian Williams, or if it's going to be like a split between the two running backs. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, I have David Montgomery in a lot of my leagues and it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how I'm going to adjust going forward um, and how the bears adjust going forward as well, because there was a, you know, we were um, putting a lot on David Montgomery. I mean, he was our offensive MVP up until this point. And as you can see, the two wins we got were the, when David Montgomery played the best and you know the two losses we got from David Montgomery didn't play that good I mean well not play that good but get the ball enough uh he did go over 100 yards against the Rams but you know he actually needed the ball a lot more than they even gave it to him in that game but yeah you know David Montgomery got the running game going which ended up helping out Justin Fields I mean I said it that we needed to do it against the Browns just run the ball more we had 39 runs to 17 passes that's how you're going to win right now get the running game going, keep that going. And Hey, the, the offense looked good. I mean, it didn't look, it didn't look, you know, amazing. It wasn't like a high flying chiefs offense, but at the same time, you know, it was an efficient looking offense. It looked like a competent NFL offense, you know, scored 24 points. You know, that's more than we've done so far this year. That's our highest, you know, points that we scored just on offense. A um, couple of plays that did like, Hey, that, couple of those deep passes to Darnell Mooney. That's that's what you gotta, you gotta see more. And that was definitely set up by the run game. That's something that definitely opened up because you were running the ball more. And then you just saw Justin Fields start making some plays that only certain people can make in this world. You know, people like Justin Fields, Russell Wilson, Kyler <laughs> Murray, you know, like that one pass to Allen Robinson that was dropped perfectly in between two defenders i mean that looks similar to that russell wilson russell wilson pass they just like a dime that falls in the perfect spot and that's what we started seeing so uh real quick you posted that video of that pass mm -hmm. that you just referred to to alan robinson on our twitter at bears birds and bruce so y'all can go check that out um i was going to comment on it earlier when i saw it but essentially i didn't because i didn't know how to put it in the words but essentially it's like he made a pro throw you know, like there's a difference between high school football and college football and then college football in the NFL. And like that throw right there was an NFL throw. He put it right where his receiver could get it in between two defenders and with enough room for his receiver to catch it and land in bounds, at least to, for the catch to count. Like picture perfect pass. Right. Well, when you say there's a window that he threw it exactly in the window the ball needed to go to, there wasn't there was not much room for error on that throw. And he got it exactly where it needed to be to be a completion for him not to go out of bounds, for it not to be picked, for it not to be an incompletion. So it was it was the perfect pass. And that those are the throws we're going to start seeing more and more from fields the more he plays. And that's you know, and with David Montgomery going down. You know, he's going to be out four to five weeks. We're going to need to see a lot more of Allen Robinson. You know, so far this season, Allen Robinson has been a disappointment. Um, and it's not due to Allen Robinson not being good. It was more due to him not being schemed into the game plan as much. Him not having the right amount of targets. Mm -hmm. Him not having, you know, in one entire game, Justin Fields not even being able to throw a ball, having one net yard of offense you're not going to see much balls going towards Allen robinson so you know that's that's something that i need to see going forward you know see the next step see Allen robinson show off that he is a number one wide receiver show off he is the bears number one wide receiver because right now darnell mooney is just having a field day pun intended yeah. um you know and 
I, and I want Darnell Mooney to do, do good. But until Justin, until Justin Fields and Allen Robinson start doing good together, that's not going to be the point because the Bears' offense can be great. Now, can the Bears' offense be great without David Montgomery? I don't know. He is a key key part of the offense. So we need to see in this week what's going to happen with a um, Damian Williams and a Khalil Herbert. So, you know, that's that's what my thoughts are on the offense right now. Uh, but before I go any any forward on the Bears game, I can't say anything without mentioning the Bears defense. I mean, we are I think we're leading the league as a team in sacks, uh, you know, going into the season. I thought Robert Quinn was, you know, useless. Like I, I was ready just to get rid of him. Now he's leading the Bears in sacks. He has four point five sacks in four games. You can't ask for more than that. You can't ask for more than a sack a game from a player. But, hey, you know, him and Cleo Mack are looking like they're causing havoc, you know, in every backfield. And that's that's what we're going to need to be able to win. I mean, especially with, you know, hey, Jalen Johnson's playing great. Um, Roquan Smith's playing great. Alec Ogletree looks like he's going to be really good. He looks like he's finally, you know, caught his stride and he's playing like his old self. Uh, but we still have a lot of weaknesses on this defense. I mean, the cornerback too, the nickel, they're both still key, key positions that we are not very good at and that we need, you know, better play from. But when you have a ferocious pass rush, it can make up for a lot of stuff. So, you know, Robert Quinn, Cleo Mack, Tevis Gibson, you know, this week, they all went off. And that's that's what we need the Bears to keep doing. So I just want to point out, um, I, I, I'm happy to clarify, you are right. The Bears do lead the league in sacks. I thought it was the Browns. Uh, the Browns are actually second. And as we know, they got nine sacks in one game last week yeah. or two weeks ago. So you can't can throw that or take that for what you will as an anomaly or whatever. But um, and then we'll, I'll get to that list in a second or a little bit later. But uh, I did want to say, too, like you're right about Allen Robinson needs to step up. I was high on Darnell Mooney going into the season because, man, the guy was a good receiver with Mitch Trubisky at quarterback. So, mm-hmm. like, he's got to be good, you know, and I think he's mm-hmm. showing that he's showing his quickness and his deep ball ability, uh, which Fields utilized on Sunday. I just wanted to point out, um, I heard a little bit of Matt Nagy's press conference on Monday or like the, after the game, but I heard it on Monday and I still don't know what the hell is going on because one, he says that Andy Dalton is probably going to be a starter when he's healthy, which is a foolish. And then B Matt Nagy sounded like he was impressed with Justin Fields, but not, not impressed. Like, well, yeah, that's the guy he was impressed. Like, Oh, I didn't realize that this guy could play that well, except I moved up nine spots in the draft to get him this year. So why am I surprised that he's playing well when I'm, bet my job on this acquisition. I don't I don't understand what Nat, yeah. Matt Nagy's talking about. And I'm sure Bears fans probably feel the same way. Like, dude, just shut up and just shut up. And that, and that's it, you know? Uh, so sometimes I equate Matt Nagy, Matt Nagy's press conferences to a brick from um, Anchorman. Um, and if you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, you know, uh, Steve Carell played a great, uh, great player. I mean, a great player, a, a great a character, an anchorman, uh, Brick Tamlin, who was the weatherman, but who also did not understand many things. And at one point, you know, he would just say words without thinking what they're saying. For example, you know, he said, I love lamp. And they would <laughs> ask him, do, do, you actually, do you actually love lamp? And he's like, I love lamp. I love lamp. 
And whenever you, and, and this is for every Bears fan just to hear, to hear, if you're ever wondering what Matt Nagy is saying, it doesn't make sense to you. It's usually him saying, I love Lamp, because he really doesn't know. Um, in terms of Andy Dalton being the starter, I'd, at this point, I mean, I think it's, it's word vomit. Like, he, he's sticking to his guns. He's not, he's going to say Andy Dalton's a starter. And Andy Dalton may actually come back and be the starter for a game. And then the Bears offense is going to be kaput. And they're going to have to bring uh, Justin Fields back. Um, but, you know, I, I can't worry about that right now. I can't worry about Andy Dalton being the starter until I know he is a starter. For what I assume right now, this Sunday at this point, Justin Fields will be the starting quarterback, I'm assuming, unless Andy Dalton's knee makes miraculous recovery within, you know, uh, what what is it? Five days? Yeah, five days. Well, I was say, so didn't we didn't didn't we talk about Andy Dalton? I mean, Justin Fields is going to start at least two games, and yesterday was uh, the first game, or Sunday was the first game. So he's got at least two games coming up for sure, unless the game well, was, where he got sacked nine times was the first. It was game. the second game. Okay, it was the second game. Yeah, but his first win of his NFL career. Yeah, and, I mean, what more? So, could, I mean, Bears fans got to be stoked right now. Your guy yeah. won the game. Uh, and and it's a division game at that too, which is mm-hmm. like you said, the get right game. They got it yeah. right. Yeah. So like now, now it's you know now it's the next game. It's a big game. It's uh the Raiders three and one Raiders against the two and two Bears in Vegas. The Raiders. Uh, Raiders just Raiders just came off a loss where you know they thought they were a three and zero team. And, you know, they just lost and, and, you know, they're looking to win, but they are coming off a short week. They are home though. Um, you know, you still don't know the status of how healthy Josh Jacobs actually is. So this could be a win for you. You, you could find a way to win this game. You know, defense is going to have to be playing lights out because honestly, Derek Carr is playing great right now. Um, Derek Carr has been, you know, has been playing awesome this entire season. Um, you know, and John Gruden's a really good coach. As dumb as some of the moves that he has made, you know, trading Cleo Mack, taking a running back in the first round, you know, drafting a corner in the first round and then cutting him within two seasons, you know, all these dumb moves that have happened, he's still a really good coach and he can still win a lot of good games. Um, and, you know, last time when it was the Raiders playing the Bears, it was in, it was in London and the Raiders took it to us. They outmaneuvered us, outpowered us, and that's what we're going to have to go up against. Raiders defense isn't as good as the Bears defense, um, but you are down a running back. So you're going to have to get your running game back up. We can't go back to whatever Nagy was calling against the Browns. We need to run the ball still. You know, it just because Justin Fields got his first win as a starter doesn't mean, okay, we can throw the ball 60 times now. It has to be still, you know, 20 throws to 30 runs or something along the line aligned to that some type of a ratio where you're running the ball just as much as you're passing it because if you, you like, don't the other the other team is just going to blitz you and you won't be able to handle anything right because even though he's your franchise quarterback of the future if not of right now he's still a rookie I mean you can't expect a guy to make 40 throws a game like if the Bears go into position where Justin Fields is making 40 throws in the game I mean it's, they're probably not going to win that game right fair to say yeah. and then the only other thing I want to point out for Bears fans is, like, you talked about the defense has to step up on the line. Derek Carr is playing really well. Darren Waller, uh, I mean, that, that, he's, that guy is a problem. Man, you got you to yeah. get Darren Waller yeah. and then Hunter Renfro, too. Both of them are just finding ways to 
they're they have really good chemistry with uh, Derek Carr right now. And mm-hmm. I mean, they guys like that, at least Darren Waller, they might play one bad game, but they don't play like two bad games and three bad games, right? Yeah. They they come back yeah. stronger, bigger, faster, stronger. So Bears are gonna have and, their hands full. And I want to see that matchup. I mean, it's gonna be Darren Waller matched up with Roquan Smith or Eddie Jackson. It's just gonna depend on what the you know how they're lining up on certain plays. You know, we may see some Roquan on Darren Waller, we may see some Eddie Jackson, we may see some Deion Bush on Waller, but the offense is gonna run through Waller, especially if um, Josh Jacobs is still hurt. Um, but you know, for the Bears' offensive side, hey, I mean, uh, Oakland's corners aren't that good. You know, Oakland's deep, you know, you should be able to get the ball to Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney, you know, pretty, pretty well. You should be able to move the ball. It's just calling the right game plan. And, you know, we need, even though it isn't confirmed who's calling plays, we need Bill Lazor to still call plays. We need Bill to get the, you know, call the right plays, get Justin to run the ball. And I'm, I want to see a Justin Fields passing touchdown. I mean, I saw a Justin Fields running touchdown. But now I've got to see a Justin Fields passing touchdown. And that's what I want to see this week. So, right. hey, I need to see a Fields passing touchdown. Um, and, hey, you know, just a, a couple other Bears notes before we do move on to the Falcons. Um, the Bears, um, yeah, as I mentioned earlier, David Montgomery is out probably for four to five weeks. And the Bears did also made, make a trade today. They traded a 2023 six-round pick to the Dolphins for Jakeem Grant. I don't think there's – much fantasy implication with Jakeem Grant yet, but I think it's a more of a special teams move. But if the Bears are trading for a punt returner slash kick returner, what that tells me is that Khalil Herbert is not going to do as much in the return game as he was doing earlier, which would tell me that he's going to get the ball as a running back more. So, you know, if you're hearing this and you see Khalil Herbert on the waiver wire, I would look to pick him up. Right. I mean, because one thing, while you can't guarantee performance in fantasy, touches touches matter. I mean, touches yeah. can mo- usually equate to points, right? I mean, that's kind of how it works for right. running backs. So right, you can't score points volume, without the ball. You right. can't score yeah. points without the ball. Exactly. So if the guy's got volume, then they, you can just assume that there are going to be points that follow with that. Um, okay, well, yeah, that's great. And then, last, I mean, the Bears, another hostile road environment that they're going into, right? I mean, it's not Oakland – yeah. like the Raiders used to be, but Las Vegas, the Raiders, like, I think there's definitely going to be some sort of like, oh, we got to get our head back into the game. Like there's so much going on outside the field. Yeah. The stadium's so nice. You can't get caught looking at this new stadium. Oh, maybe we could get this in Arlington Park. We can get that in Arlington Park. Now, focus on the game. We'll worry about Arlington Park and the Dunkin' Donuts across the street in 2026. Shout out. Shout out, Daddy Gone Wild. We, we coming for you, baby. Um, hell yeah. Okay, well, that was the Bears. Man, honestly, we could keep talking about the Bears because the Falcons are so frustrating, and I'm so over it, man. I don't – did you watch the Falcons game? Uh, well, I was able to see some of it, but now I wasn't able to see all of it. So, I, okay. I, I, so it was on the side TV. I did see – I didn't see the ending, though. So, I do know it wasn't a good ending, but I didn't, I didn't yeah. see the ending. Well, your boy, your boy Heineke, Heineke Hills. Yep. Uh, Heineke <laughs> Hills reigns supreme, man, down, down in Atlanta. The homecoming game. Um, no, okay, so I got a couple of notes here for this Falcons game. One, it's the best game Matt Ryan's had in a few seasons, I think, just in terms of uh, no turnovers. The Falcons didn't commit a single turnover all day, which is great news because as Falcons fans, we're actually not used to seeing that these days. Matt Ryan threw four touchdowns 
on the day. And there was like, there was a great fade to Cordell Patterson. There was a great deep ball to Cordell Patterson. Excuse me. And there are two great check down touchdowns, one to Cordell Patterson and one to Mike Davis. And yes, I did mention Cordell Patterson's name three times as in three receiving touchdowns for Cordell Patterson. Wide receiver uh, one? Uh, I thought Cordero Patterson was fool's gold, but I don't know. He, he's 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 proven me wrong. So I'll I'll i crow. I mean, he's proven me wrong. Well, Neville, it's ironic you say that because you said that this would happen to Falcons fans, in which you're loving Cordell Patterson right now. You love him what he's bringing to the table, but then he's gonna be asked to do too much. And while he did have a great game, and I'll take all those touchdowns that he had. Calvin Ridley is wide receiver number one, and that's how it should be, right? And, like, um, he had a great game. He's a great gadget player, all-flex team. He's like an all-flex team Hall of Famer at this point after Sunday. Mm -hmm. You know, so we'll give him that. Um, But I don't think he should be wide receiver one and running back one, which is kind of how he was used on Sunday. And he had a great game running the ball. However, here's where the problem started for Atlanta. Uh, two minutes left in the game. Technically, it's like two minutes and five seconds left in the game. The Falcons are up 30 to 28. They went three and out. A, a grand total of like less than 10 seconds for that entire possession. They went three and out. And then, as we saw on SportsCenter, number one overall play, J.D. McKissick scores like the crazy touchdown to win the game off the pass from Taylor Heineke on third and seven behind the line of scrimmage and across the field. Like, literally, the Falcons' defense gave up, like, three three huge errors on one play. And, of course, it cost them the game. But uh, what I wanted to point out is, so the Falcons get the ball up two points with just over two minutes left to go. Probably you're going to run the ball to get into the two-minute warning, right? I mean, for the most part, that's what a lot of teams do. What I hated to see was Cordell Patterson was the one who took that running – who the one who took that handoff on just outside of the two minutes, which I thought that should have been a Mike Davis touch. One, because he got a touchdown on a few plays before that. Two, um, Mike Davis is a running back. Like, he has better situational awareness in that situation, literally. And he's better suited to, like, okay, shrug off this defender, shrug off this defender, don't go down. Like, he's better at just reading the holes than Cordell Patterson is. And, And that's a situation where you can't get cute. You know, like sometimes in basketball, these guys try to make a behind-the-back play uh, on a fast break when the game is coming down to the wire. And it's like, no, don't get cute, get smart. And the Falcons didn't play smart football there. Then on the next down, the Falcons are behind the chains. It's like second and long. And they run the ball again, which that's when they gave it to Mike Davis, I think. And it's like it should be the opposite way around because Cordell Patterson is used to just running those deep routes, right, kick returner wide receiver he can do more in the long yard situation but if you're going for like let's just gain a couple yards here and then keep the clock moving they didn't do that and then on third down the Falcons just dropped the pass and and they kicked and they punted it and their punter wasn't even their main punter is young way who who's not a punter but the the main punter Cameron Nasla got injured earlier in the game so now you know you're giving the ball to a team to march down the field that has three timeouts left they only need a field goal to beat you, and you don't have your ace punter back there. So it might not even be a good kick that comes out of here. Like bad clock management at the end of the game. Matt Ryan was asked about it today on Monday, and he said that, oh, we were okay with the calls. We just didn't execute. 
And I guess at what point do you say, like, as a team, man, we have consistently had a problem of not being able to maintain leads. How can we remedy that? I, I don't know why it's so hard for three head coaches to get this right in Atlanta, you know? And I don't even know if I can blame it all on the head coach. Either way, I can't blame it all on the head coach because both the Falcons offense and defense dropped a bunch of passes, right? Calvin Ridley had like three huge drops in the game. Uh, Zacchaeus, number 17 for the Falcons, had two huge drops in the game. And then the defense dropped three interceptions, one or two of which were on like, uh, were Washington touchdowns, like on a couple plays later. So like the drop passes really plagued Atlanta. Not great, even though Matt Ryan played a stellar game. Four touchdowns, 200 plus yards, no turnovers. Best game he's played in years. And he got nothing to show for it. Um, I will say... The Falcons got the ball back with 33 seconds left. And on one of those plays, Matt Ryan did scramble for like 12 to 13 yards to keep the chains moving. So, Nabil, I remember earlier this season in the offseason, we talked about Matt Ryan's mobility. They're working on it. They're working on it. We saw that happening there on that final drive. So uh, whatever drills that they're working on with Matt Ryan to at least get him a little bit more mobile, it's looking like it's paying off. Um, However, you know, at the end of the game, it comes down to they gave up a touchdown on third and seven to J.D. McKissick. And it's like, as a Falcons fan, you know, third and long has played this team for years. It, they, they haven't gotten over it yet. And the drop passes were not good. So now we've, you just got to – I mean, it's a terrible game. There's not much else to say about it other than I'm pissed. But, like, what can you do now other than look forward to your next game in London against the New York Jets, which – a lot of people would say is an easy matchup and, oh, you could totally win that game, um, whatever, whatever. But here's what's concerning about that. Nabil, you talked about the Bears are the number one lead the league in sacks right now, right? And I pulled it up on this list right here from StatMuse. The Cleveland Browns are number two. The Carolina Panthers are number three. And number four on that list is the New York Jets. So mm. the, the, the Falcons are about to play one of the best defensive lines in football um, in a different time zone. They're not leaving until Thursday. We're recording this on Tuesday uh, after work. The Falcons are not getting on a plane to leave for London until Thursday. So I don't even know if they're going to be adjusted to the time difference by the time they get over there. And then, oh, by the way, Jalen Mayfield, watch out because you're playing a team that has 13 sacks this season already and a quarterback who's got a great arm that we saw and the jets have some weapons like for anybody who thinks the Falcons uh, are going to win this game. I don't think anybody thinks that anymore after the way that they played uh, against Washington and then how they got showed up against Philly and they barely got out of New York with the win. I don't think anybody expects the Falcons to realistically like blow this game out the water because we all know, even if the Falcons do have a big lead with two minutes to go or any sort of lead with two minutes to go in the game, it's not safe. I mean, the Falcons were up 10 points in the fourth quarter, and they still lost the game to Bill. Like, time and time again, it's, it's not new. So I don't know how anybody can expect anything different at this point, and I think you'd be foolish to think otherwise. I don't know what's going to happen. I just know that the defensive line for the Jets is going to be ready. Zach Wilson, he's getting better every week, right? And his guys are helping him out. And his coach is putting him in positions like, you don't have to do everything to win the game. You just have to do enough to keep us in the game and hopefully things go our way. They're calling the right game plan. 
and it should be a good game. I, you know, we'll get to predictions later, but the Falcons right now are getting better. I don't want to criticize them and say they're not good. They're getting better every week, but they have to learn to finish the game. I mean, a lesson until they do that, the stats don't matter. The play calls don't matter. Finish the game and that's it, right? Like that, that is their main assignment for this week. Finish the game. Question, uh, does Kyle Pitts get a touchdown this weekend? I hope so. I think I think it'd be huge. I mean, I hate to say, oh, Kyle Pitts was open on that Hail Mary that the Falcons threw at the end of the game, but he was kind of open on that Hail Mary that the Falcons threw at the end of the game. He was nowhere near – the ball was not thrown where he was. It was thrown on, like, the other end of the end zone. So, granted, of course, if the ball would have gone in that direction, I'm sure the defenders would have moved over. However, Kyle Pitts is perfect for a Hail Mary situation – because he's a unicorn. He's got, the, he's got the athletic ability and the hands and the strength to get that ball in that situation. And he wasn't even utilizing that. I think, here's what I think. When Julio Jones was a rookie, he didn't get his first touchdown until week eight, actually. Believe it or not, Julio Jones did not get his first touchdown until week eight of his rookie season. And in that game, he had two touchdowns. I think the same thing will happen with Kyle Pitts, where – Whenever he catches his first touchdown in the game, it's not going to be one touchdown and like three passes for 64 yards. I think he's going to have a monster stat line. So it'd be like, you're looking at like 15, 125 and two touchdowns. I think that's going to be his breakout game whenever it does happen. And we all know the Falcons need it to happen this week because they're on a bye next week. So what better way to go into a bye than with a win and, you know, some momentum that you can build off of um, I, I would almost argue that this is a must-win game for the Falcons at week five. Um, lastly, on the at Bears, Birds, and Brews Twitter poll, uh, we didn't get like 126 votes on this poll like Nabil usually gets for his polls. I only got, I only got three, and my question was, um, is it too soon to say Atlanta going to Atlanta? And by vote of two to one, it's too soon to say Atlanta gonna Atlanta. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pull that out yet, even though the Falcons did just blow a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter again. But I will say this is a must-win game for the Falcons because you just lost the game you should have won. You've probably already lost at least one more game you should have won this year. And now you cannot lose this game uh, going into your bye week that you sh- that you have a chance to win. I'm not gonna say you should have won but that you have a chance to win. Um, so it's a must-win game for the Falcons because they're on a bye next week, and I'm not trying to do this, have this conversation again two weeks from now. So, And, by the way, they are playing against the fourth-best defensive line in the NFL. Win the game, and you got a lot to build off of because you've been getting a little bit better every week. And if you say, oh, they didn't have a preseason, well, they're four games in now. So now they should be ready to go, right? I don't think there's any excuse for them to not say – oh, we didn't have the reps. And you, get, you have four games worth of reps now. The preseason is over. Let's get, let's, let's get some wins. Uh, we're 35 minutes in. I just want to say the return of Tom Brady happened this weekend in Foxborough. Tom Brady pulled the Tom Brady in Foxborough once again. However, this time it was against the New England Patriots. Uh, what a game that was. And the, I don't know if you saw it, but essentially the Patriots missed a 50-yard field goal. They doinked it. Uh, with a chance to win the game, and uh, Tom Brady pulled it off again because 
That's what he does, you know, and, and he's the fourth player in NFL history, or at least the fourth quarterback in NFL history to be in all 32 NFL teams. So hmm. kudos to him. And I think we can go to predictions, right? I mean, are we, are we at that point? Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. go. All right. So I'll, I'll get us going. So Jets and Falcons, ATL minus three in the bill. Who you got? What's the score? It's ATL minus three. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Jets. It's technically a Falcons home game. Yes. You know what? I'm I'm gonna take the Falcons to win twenty to. I'm gonna take the Falcons to win nineteen to seventeen. Okay, so they're not even gonna cover. They'll no, win, but they'll win, but they won't cover. Okay, nineteen seventeen. I, I, so I'm 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 gonna do you slightly better. Uh, I'm I'm gonna take the Jets. I mean. Ugh, fuck. <laughs> I was supposed to say the Falcons, but since I said the Jets, I'll just take the Jets 20 to 17. That's where I'm going to take because that slipped out of my mouth. So uh, Falcons are not covering. Bears are Raiders. Vegas minus five and a half. Nabil, who you got? So, so I'm just, just making sure you, you have the Falcons losing actually, right? Or were you yeah. going to take the Falcons to win, but now you're going to take the Falcons to lose? Yeah, I wanted to pick the Falcons and then I accidentally said Jets. It just rolled off my tongue, so I'm going to stick with it. So so this is your Freudian prediction. It's a Freudian mm-hmm. slip, a Freudian prediction. Okay, cool. Yeah, and anybody gotcha. who knows me knows that my best predictions come on Sunday morning on Twitter, on my personal Twitter account. But for this instance, the Jets are winning 21-17 or 20-17, whatever. I'll take it 20-17. 20-17, New York. Bears or Raiders, Vegas, minus five and a half. And Bill, who you got? Uh, this could be another close one. I got Bears winning 24-21. I, you know, I do think the Bears are going to get right with the run game. They're going to figure out the run game between Damian Williams and Cleo Herbert. And I feel like, you know, Vegas is a good team, but I don't think they've played a defense like us yet. So, yeah. All right. I'm, don't hate me for this, but I'm actually going to take Vegas on this one, 24-17. But – I will give you not one, but two Justin Fields touchdown passes, one to Cole Komet, one to Allen Robinson. Okay. Um, so we're going to get that going. And then I'll go first on this one. Bills at Chiefs, Sunday night football, Kansas City, minus two and a half. Uh, if you've been listening to this show for the last couple of weeks, you know I got the Bills going to the Super Bowl. I think this is the game they have to win to prove that they can go to the Super Bowl. Uh, Buffalo. While they don't lead the league in sacks, arguably has the best defense in the league right now. They're the only team in the league that has two shutouts um, defensively. So I'm actually – not that they're going to shut out Kansas City, of course, but they are a very good defense. I'm going to take Buffalo in this one. I think this is going to be a fantastic game. I'm going to take Buffalo in this one 27-24. to 24. Or, yeah, 27-24. Okay. What was the line again? It was a three-and-a-half, two-and-a-half? Kansas City minus two-and-a-half. Gotcha. I'm. I have Kansas City winning thirty-five, thirty-three. This is going to be a killer game, Nabil. This this one is Sunday Night Football. Doesn't get much better. Last two things I want to say. Um, if you're a Georgia fan, the Georgia Bulldogs have shut out an opponent in back-to-back games this season. Uh, they just did it for the second week. the The last time the Georgia Bulldogs shut out a team in back-to-back games was in 1980. And in 1980 was the last time the Georgia Bulldogs won the national championship. Granted, they don't have Herschel Walker on offense this time, so it might not happen. But if you like to believe in history repeating itself, 
and Georgia being uh, expected or favored to win the national championship this year, uh, you, you're seeing some similarities to the 1980 season. And then lastly, Braves, NLDS game three at Truist Park on Monday. I will be there. So if you're going to be there, tag at Bears, Birds, and Brews. Come find me. Let's have a beer and let's hopefully celebrate uh, a Braves win Monday night at Truist Park uh, IRL because I will be there for my first ever MLB playoff baseball game. Very excited. Go Braves. Uh, Hashtag Will Smith versus Will Smith. Hashtag Will Smith versus Will Smith. And uh, at Bears, Birds, and Brews, we'll see you all next time. Peace.